Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. So keep your love. I don't get enough of it. Jesus just rose again. Listen to the kids. Welcome to Watching the Throne. A legal analysis, sorry, a lyrical analysis of <laughs> Kanye West. My name's Chris Lambert. My name is Travis Bean, and we're actually kind of taking a break from the lyrical analysis today, which as much as I like talking about Kanye's songs, like it might be a welcome reprieve because God, it could be so draining to try to dissect everything that the Kanye song. There's so much going on. So Chris, what's the nice, easy breezy topic we're talking about today? Kanye and Kim's divorce. What? Why? Do I, uh, that's depressing. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of lured you in here under false pretenses of just like a nice news episode. You said and... we were going to talk about Kanye's love showgirls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you should have known. You should have known. I can just, all I can say is this is on you. Yeah. I guess I should. Anytime you mention showgirls, I know it's just a, a ploy to get me into doing something. It works every time, too. I mean, I'm which, here, yeah. Yeah, is uh, incredible. Incredible for so many reasons. But yeah, um, jokes aside, it's, I think, a little a little sad. Uh, you I'm trying know, to bring like one joke into the show because the rest of it's going to be depressing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, this is something that I think since 2018, people have kind of been looking at more likely to happen than mm -hmm. not happen. Um, not saying that people didn't have hope. It just, there was definitely a turn in development in 2018 when it came to just Kanye making a song like Would It Leave, where it kind of brings to the public this fact that like, maybe Kim will leave me over this stuff. And even if at the time it was expressing like, no, she was going to stand by me, they seemed together, I think it did kind of, plant in people's minds like all right is there a breaking point is right. there a breaking point especially as like kanye got more and more political there were definitely breaking points for a lot of fans which starts to just lead to speculation like if the fans are tired of him what will happen and uh fast forward two years later and here we are yeah i mean we are a lyrical analysis of Kanye West, like as much as, I mean, I have no desire to talk about the, uh, whatever's going on between them personally. Like it, uh, we also don't know very much. So like we're really taking a look at the situation of what it might mean for Kanye's art and his career. And, and you're right to bring up wouldn't leave in that sense, because like, think about wouldn't leave, even though it's a, it's a loving song. It's it's for Kim's. It's Kanye kind of like being very vulnerable and confessing his love and how much gratitude he has for her, like sticking with him. But even that energy is so markedly different from Wolves in FML, like this undying devotion to your wife, like the place they were in, like like in those two years, you could see like such a drastic difference in just Kanye's art and the way he's talking about his marriage. And then 
skip forward a year to closed on Sunday, which is Kanye not even really like there's nothing about Kim necessarily, you know, about them as a couple, but more about Kanye as like this protective father figure and like how he is merging his spiritual life with like his family. Like it's, you can see the distance growing slowly and, and then, you know, it kind of, it, it all just falls apart in 2020 where, you know, you have the, the whole episode where Kanye's campaign rally uh, no music really about Kim, like a lot more like intense kind of music, very political, very religious. Like you could just see Kanye moving away from that FML Wolves Kanye, like slowly more and more to the point where it, it, if you're just looking at his art, it, it makes sense that a lot of distance has grown between them up to this point. You can see that's reflected and maybe this is you know, stretching it a little too far, but the fact that just in 2018 with Kanye buying the ranch in Wyoming and there being that initial division between, Hey, I want to stay in Wyoming and Kim spending most of her time in Los Angeles with the kids and seeing that there's two very different uh, living situations going on, which on the one hand, every relationship is different, right? And there are people Mm -hmm. that are way more comfortable with that kind of distance in their relationship um, still making things work through FaceTime, having private jets and being able to fly like whenever and wherever they want. Like they definitely had the freedom to make that work in a way that like most other people wouldn't. But it does still start to bring into this question of is there a little more distance? Like physically there's distance, but emotionally is there more distance? And then when you start looking at signs of that being reflected in the music as you're saying yeah and you think to the the outro of would it leave and the fact that it started talking about like you ever embarrass your girl ever embarrass a wife she told you not to do that shit she told you you gotta fuck the money up but you ain't want to listen and it seems to like kind of come back to money which tend to lead people to more of like a superficial reading of things I think it's still kind of, even when Kanye apologized in 2020, right? He said, I did it cover for you the way that you cover for me. And that was also kind of a strangely distant way of expressing something towards this person that's like the love of your life. Um, Both of those things kind of stood out to me at the time. And I don't know, maybe from the distance that I have, it's just... Kanye has a better understanding of what he meant in that time, but they did tend to strike me as more smoke in the sense of, is there something going on between them? Yeah. And I mean, you're right. We have no true insight into any of this. Like it's kind of hard to tell what's actually going on. Um, But you could see it. And I guess just everyday things like Kanye, probably for his own personal reasons, I'm sure, but he's not really in the, keeping up with the Kardashians anymore. <laughs> like he's not a prominent fixture in Kim's photos, social media presence. I I, I think that's kind of a, a big thing that, that happened. I, I mean, and not that they don't have personal problems they're going through, we can get into those, but I do think some aspect of it is like, they're kind of concentrating on themselves a little more and a little focused on, a little more focused on their aspirations. Like Kim, you know, is becoming a lawyer and she's gonna have a whole podcast about that, maybe even a show, who knows. 
dedicating a lot of time to that and is very anti-Trump, you know, anti that type of political thinking. Whereas Kanye is really shifting the other direction. And and I think in a in a good way, because for so long Kanye needed needed Kim. Like you again, you could see it in the music. Going from graduation where we see Kanye moving away from Chicago and going out to the world and there's a sort of metaphorical breakup with a woman on that album, leading into 808s where like he loses his mom. He he's no longer um engaged to Alexis Pfeiffer. He's kind of just on his own and like experiencing solitude. And we see over the next few records, like this desire to be with the woman. For a while, Kanye needed Kim. Like he really needed that presence in his life. And I think maybe post life of Pablo, we've just seen Kanye move in a new direction. Like, yes, he's had to become a better father, a better husband. Like he's been working on that, but it no longer, I think, like defined him, at least from what I could see in the music. And it became more about his connection with the world, his connection with God, like the message he was putting out there, this run for president. You you could just, I think, naturally see that they were focused on different things. And I guess outside of all the personal problems, that seems natural for any couple to go through and, and that it would end that way. Yeah, if you're starting to have more of this lifestyle divide and future divide, because it does feel in a lot of ways that Kim's becoming more grounded in terms of what she's looking mm-hmm. to do, where she's looking to spend her time. She's fine like in Calabasas, focusing on law, focusing on her family, where Kanye, as you're getting into, is looking at mission. Like he had this awakening in 2018 that he had a larger mission, which I think he was starting to feel a bit on the life of Pablo. Because mm-hmm. when he talked about Pablo being based on Paul the Apostle, he talked about Paul being a messenger and the fact that his message has continued for centuries, right? And it seemed that Kanye was in some ways having that first inkling of maybe I'm a messenger too, and that I have a mission that's for the larger benefit of the people that's going to span centuries and over the last three years mostly. He spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to express that, how to develop that with these ideas of solving homelessness, like architecture, like clothing and design and all these huge things that he's trying to do that means that he's not rooted to one place. And he's not just waking up, going to the office for a few hours, coming back and you know, being a dad and a husband for the rest of the day. It's like, I have to go and pursue this purpose and pursue this purpose. And I love you. I love the kids, but I have this purpose and the tension that that could potentially cause. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a bummer and obviously you don't want to see it happen, but I think maybe just thinking about Kanye in terms of his art and where he's going in Kim too, you know, all of her aspirations like i feel like this could be a good thing like it it, like not that it's good that it happened but like there's probably positives to find in something like this especially for kanye as an artist who i i don't know because like we both love jesus is king and like we saw the nuance in it we love the minimalism of it and the chaotic structure like there's so much to love about it but i do feel like there's 
Connie, it, it doesn't feel like Connie in the My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy days. Not that we need Connie to get back to that point, but like his focus on art just seems different. And part of that is, you know, he has all of these different interests in his life now, you know, politics being one. But um, I wonder if this will change him at all, like kind of re shuffle his mindset. And like maybe, I, I guess that's what I'm most curious about. It's like, what do you think the impact will be on his music? Yeah, there's, I think that's one of the things, okay, so we've talked a lot on the show about how each Kanye album ties back to that period in Kanye's life, right? And usually he's trying to make sense of where he's at or what he's gone through, so we're celebrating that, right? Like College Mm -hmm. Dropout is definitely a celebration of him going from like Chicago to getting his record deal. And then late registration is reflecting on that time from getting the record deal and just what he experienced in terms of reflecting on where he came from and where he's at now. And you have more of that introspection in that way to graduation, (laughs) starting to look very much at the uh, costs of fame and the indulgences of fame and how fame can change you. And after graduation, he tended to have a little bit of a gap between projects, right? Well, mm-hmm. you could see projects based around serious events in his life. So 808's coming after, as you said, his mother's passing and at the end of his engagement to Alexis Pfeiffer, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy being a response to being essentially exiled from America. Due to the backlash he was receiving from everyone and everything, uh, from his industry to the media to just people on the street, like Kanye seemed to be public enemy number one uh, for interrupting Taylor Swift. Just people were kind of tired of him (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, being so egotistical, doing what he wanted. So he was responding to a lot of that criticism, a lot of that hatred. And then, I mean... Watching the throne and I think Cruel Summer are reflective. Watch the throne. Watch the throne. Yeah, are reflective of where he was at in a lot of ways, but aren't necessarily like artistically doing the same things that his solo albums did. Right. Right. Um, so you have three years between My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and Yeezus, and in that time, Kanye's really looking at the fact that he got to start dating Kim. And now he's not only like dating Kim, they got engaged. Kim was pregnant. Like North was born just a few days before Jesus came out. Those are some hugely life-changing events that were putting into or shaping Jesus or influencing Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then you have another three-year gap until the life of Pablo, where Kanye's now getting to reflect on marriage and fatherhood. And then with Ye... And Kitsy Ghost and Jesus is King, there's a much quicker turnaround as Kanye's kind of focusing on mental health in a lot of ways and trying to examine where he was at mentally. First with just like his own bipolar diagnosis and battle with depression, and then with his change into religion and what that meant for his life and lifestyle. So I do think that this is significant enough to generate him needing to reflect through music, right? In a way that maybe he 
hadn't felt he needed to over the last few years entering into that period of like marriage and kids and you're kind of settling into things with the mental health stuff and the religious stuff being generative but not on the level of life of pablo and jesus <laughs> in terms of like right. length and attention so yeah the question just is then how much time does he take to collect his thoughts is this something with like 808s and heartbreak that he starts going into it almost immediately to try to figure out where he's at or is it something that's harder to process and takes a little bit more time like two years three years before he's able to kind of put into words everything that he's feeling uh i can see it kind of going either way and even if he does put out something right away reflecting on that in a sense of you know maybe that was hasty in terms of how i was feeling and now i need to reflect on that and where i'm at just, this just feels huge enough in terms of where he saw himself in life and his future probably for so long that it definitely warrants an artistic reaction i think from somebody that has clearly always turned to music to make sense of their life but just wondering how much time he would need to put that together um and then to your earlier point about like a good thing I just there's a quote that like always comes back to mind and it was somebody saying like no happy marriage ever ends in divorce and it's a simplified version of things but I do think it's probably true for a lot of people like if you're right. reaching that point in the marriage it's a shame that things probably were happy and great for a while but if you're finally at the point where you're getting divorced it's probably something that is needed for both parties hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah. And needed for other people in your lives. Like I could think about my parents getting divorced and I, there was a moment in time where I like would cry thinking like that that could ever happen. Like they just have to pull through. But by the time it happened, it was just like I knew it really needed to happen. Like I knew like my parents were not in a good place and that it was a good thing that they were no longer living in the same house and that they could grow in new ways if they did separate. So I totally get that. Um, and then, yeah, about Kanye's creative process and what he's going to move on to next. You're right. Like we don't know how long it's going to take. And the other factor is that Kanye is so surrounded by, which this part's great is like, he has so many people that are there for him like he has so many friends out in Wyoming with him like chanceful out to see him like he's always working on music and that makes me think of my beautiful dark twisted fantasy and like the environment he created like the collaboration I kind of wonder if maybe he'll get back into that mindset because I, I think he's gotten away from that a little bit there weren't like you know there weren't any there's only one featured guest verse on Jesus with uh, Keen Louie if you're not counting just like hooks and stuff 
Yeah. Uh, there's not much in the life of Pablo. Like he, he's kind of been very self-focused. Uh, so I kind of now wonder like now that he's back in touch with God, now that he's kind of reconciling with his other half, like what does it mean now for just how he collaborates with people, the kind of music he makes from that collaboration. I, I, it like his art, artistic career can go in so many different directions and we don't know how long it's going to take. It's just, it, this is a very strange period to be a, a Kanye fan. Cause like you care for him, you want to be there for him. And you know that art is a way he copes with things and works through things. And it's just, uh, I mean, this is, it's just going to be a fascinating period to see what he does with it. Yeah, because you look at 808s and 808s, I mean, Graduation didn't have a lot of features. It was just Lil Wayne, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, and, most deaf. And most deaf. And then 808s really just had Jeezy and Lil yeah, Wayne. right. Um, and then My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy coming out of that like sense of exile. It's like he surrounded himself with people. Like I'm putting yeah. people on this album. I'm working with people. Like I am open rather than closing myself off. And same kind of thing happened with Watch the Throne and Cruel Summer. It seemed almost like the height of collaboration for him as he was trying to make sure that there were people that would still work with him, right? Mm -hmm. After the kind of blackballing he had in the industry. Um I could see something similar happening happening here in the sense of now that he no longer has his romantic partner and he's kind of back to being an individual unit rather than part of a couple, does he turn back to old friendships? Does mm -hmm. he turn back to bringing people into his world, into his life to not fill the void, but uh reestablish those kinds of bonds um yeah i'd be. like to see it yeah it it, it almost kind of makes sense because it seems like one of the big problems kim and connie had in their personally in their marriage was connie's mental health and the belief that he had that he you know he didn't want to be on medication that he found power and this other part of him and and that the real power came with uh reconciling with the other half or becoming more whole as opposed to like you know purging that other part of yourself that sometimes you can't control like to him i think it felt very natural to have that be part of him and like you, you see that reflected in his music again with yay and can see ghost those those albums have a three one three structure where one half we see Kanye kind of giving himself over to the dark side, and then by the end of the album, really coming out on top, and and you feel good about the place he's in, like he's ready to connect with God, he's ready to connect with his family. Is as, as we head into this new phase of his life, where like that part of him did end up maybe hurting his marriage and leading to the end of it. Like, what does that mean now? Like, a, a, again, especially how he expresses in music. And I guess that makes it, it just naturally makes sense to me that like he would have to have people in his life that are like there for him and helping him work through that and coping with it and, and realizing like how he truly lives with this part of himself. Now that, now that he's kind of outside of a marriage, like it's one thing to have somebody in your life, like a rock that's always going to be there for you in those moments where you really need it, where you can't fully control yourself. Like he, 
he still has his kids, of course, but now other than that, like he kind of just has his friends and, and again, maybe we'll see that come out in the music. I don't know. Yeah. It's one of those things, which, you know, how much does what's happening in his life come through in the music and, or does he just want to make kind of a solo statement? I kind of go back and forth on, you know, does he treat this more like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy or does he treat this more like 808s and heartbreak? Right. Um, Mm. in terms of which path he pursues and which path comes off as most cathartic. And man, thinking back to your earlier point about like the difference in music, I just keep thinking about the fact that yeah, at the end of my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, we get lost in the world, which that main verse that Kanye has was a poem he wrote to Kim. Uh, as he was thinking about her. So even if the song itself isn't necessarily about Kim, Kanye's channeling this energy of this relationship he thought would be kind of a salvation for him mm-hmm. or that was this light in the darkness kind of thing. And then you see like him doing Theraflu slash Cold, which was about Kim, uh leading into Jesus being structured around his relationship with Kim and then only one uh being so like right, gushing over the relationship and then the life of Pablo as you were talking about with FML and Wolves it was so much about their relationship again it really is striking I think in hindsight to see the difference between like how he was talking about the relationship in that stretch between 2010 and 2016 in terms of music versus what we were hearing in 2018 and 2019. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, I guess I don't even know what else, (laughs) what else is there to say about all this? Like uh, it's, I guess it's a waiting game at this point. Yeah. Cause I mean, we'll wait and see what Kanye does. I mean, we saw we saw him like putting on plays in 2019. Uh, we've seen him do a lot of guest features recently. Right. Like we had Wash Us in the Blood and Na 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 in 2020, but we also had like six guest features. And then Kanye just or Rick Ross just said Kanye was going to have a, a feature on Rick Ross's new album. So... Part of me wonders, too, if that might be Kanye's upcoming approach. If instead of making an album himself where he's bringing all these people around, is he's just going to start collaborating on other people's projects, like executive producing, doing guest features here and there. And that's how he's going to connect without having to do the project himself, which is low-key a worst case scenario for somebody that really loves Kanye albums is him to just decide features are the way to go uh but that's at least seemed to be the path that he took in 2019 or 2020 we're in 2021 wow okay (laughs) I guess the other option outside of all this is I mean yeah maybe we can get features from him but like Kanye might step away from art for a bit not because it's not right for him in the moment, but just because a, you know, his whole battle to get the rights to his music and in that whole battle that he's fighting, the fact that he's running a fashion empire. Now, (laughs) the fact that he could be running for political office, like 
slowly music kind of has taken a backseat in his career, although he's, again, he put out three albums and executive produced a bunch of albums in the last couple of years, but, but still it, it doesn't seem like we're getting much from him and he doesn't seem to have much of a desire to like put out an album, like teased Donda, then took it away. And then like all the controversy happened with, you know, owning the rights to the music. Like it, we, we, he just seems really kind of all over the place and it might not be the best time for him to be even releasing music. Yeah. I, that's another, <laughs> somebody just, somebody just came knocking at the door. Cool. <laughs> Some like door to door person. Mm. We should get him on the show. Yeah. Hey man. <laughs> I'll buy whatever you're selling if you come on and tell me what you think about Kanye. You know, people are working in the day, but you Uh. just come and knock anyway. (laughs) Uh, I don't think he's left yet. I wonder if he can hear me. Um, (laughs) My window is right by the front door. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) yeah, that could absolutely be a potential, especially as we were talking about that he feels he's more mission driven at this point and seeing himself as part of a larger solving a larger global problem. And can you really accomplish that through putting out an album mm-hmm. versus, I mean, there was a, a story that Kanye was working with a tech company called Kano. Is that what it is? something that has like a con at the start mm-hmm. of it. Uh, and they didn't say what they were necessarily working on, but that I know what they've been working on. Cause somebody told me, but told me not to tell them um, <laughs> or tell anyone, but uh, it would be something that's kind of like trying to put a thing out into the world to help with education, help with, uh, uh people just having like another product that could make a positive impact in their lives so is that more of where he's going to be putting his time and attention is into these tangible solutions and into uh this intersection of arts and education and technology and if that's the case how focused is he on albums? Yeah. I don't know. You know, Kanye, if you invite us out to Wyoming, we could get an inside scoop at all this and get a better idea of when we're going to get music from you. And and then we can relay that to the public. We can be your PR guys. Yeah. We would take on that task for you. <laughs> gladly. <laughs> so just fly us out there uh. and uh, we'll be good. You know yeah. what? We'll fly ourselves. Yeah, as long as you're paying. <laughs> I'll fly the plane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean oh. Yeah, I'm offering yeah, I'm offering to pay. Man. Okay. I'm not yeah, a I guess negotiator. I would, okay, I'll pay if it means seeing Kanye. We show up and he's just like Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys thought I was serious? Uh, get out of here. I just wanted you to fly to Cody. Now go home. <laughs> Yeah, maybe we could go wander around the Walmart he went to yeah. with uh, Dame Dash. I would just sprint out into the prairie and never turn around. Oh man, maybe that's like an interesting aspect to talk about that I'd even like. Kind of, kind of did have a collaboration with an old friend, right? Like Dame Dash, who was one of the the 
three heads of Rockefeller back in the day and who Kanye was seemed to have like a better relationship with at this point in time than Jay-Z even. Yeah. Even if back in the day he picked Jay-Z's side over Dame Dash's side when uh, the trio split. But uh, Dame went out to Wyoming uh, in July to make sure Kanye was okay. And he spent a few days out there uh, like hanging out with Kanye. He had his crew and they were trying to work on various things together with Dame getting Kanye to like shoot a movie based on the anime Angel's Egg, which like Dame was not like we should make a movie based on the anime Angel's Egg. It was like Kanye <laughs> mm-hmm. being into Angel's Egg and just like Dame being like we should make a movie and them going off in that direction. But Dame put together like an entire Yeezy magazine for Kanye based on photos that Dame's wife took. Uh, he was like working on some other things, like co-working on them with Kanye. And it seems that despite Kanye bringing Dame in for those days and like going gung-ho on this film where they actually like film the movie, Kanye then just let everything <laughs> slide. Like a couple months later, I think Dame did an interview where he said he hadn't spoken to Kanye in a few months. Oh God. And not in, I don't think it was in a bad way of like, right. no, I'm not talking to him anymore. But it was more of in the way of like, yeah, we just haven't been in touch since then. So I do wonder if even if Kanye is seeking out people to collaborate with, if he's just so focused on like this, this and this other thing, because it does seem to be um, Kanye and follow through on all of these projects recently. And which maybe he's further along in all these things behind the scenes than what we know. But it's just, it feels like all the things that he's kind of talked about since the end of 2018 haven't really come to fruition outside of Jesus is King, which almost felt like it wasn't going to happen either. Mm. I like how me talking about sprinting into a field made you think of all this. Yeah, because I was thinking about the fact that Dame Dash actually bought the ranch next to Kanye. Okay. <laughs> and how awkward that must be now if they still aren't like, I'm sure they'll be on speaking terms again. I'm sure they've like fallen on and off over the years, but it's just funny that like Dame goes out there thinking that like, all right, we're going to work together. And then, yeah. Huh? I don't know. I hope we get something soon though. And I hope it's whatever it is, it's good for Kanye that he's, he's making something that helps him yeah yeah i like to think kanye just goes way into like full-on death metal i don't know like if he did like a an album that was completely outside the norm of expectation (laughs) which he's done a few times yeah but like but really more so yeah i'd be so excited i'm in i'm here for it yeah, good or bad, it would just be like forever fascinating to me. Put out an ambient album. <laughs> yeah, do that. It's just like an hour-long DJ session. Love it. What if Kanye takes up the mantle of Daft Punk? I mean, that's an option. Those helmets got to go on somebody. Yeah, I feel like they should have done that instead of just like breaking up. Right. Like, like let someone else be Daft Punk. Yeah, we are going to bequeath these. And it's just like Kanye and Cuddy become Daft Punk. Oof, Chris, don't even entertain a thought like that. I I want to live in that world. 
I do is that too. so much to ask? I mean, I do too. But this, the second you put that thought in my head and it doesn't happen, I'm depressed. Yeah. Well, <laughs> all right. I'll order one of those men in black uh, memory eraser things from Amazon. Mm. And uh, next time I'm in Chicago, I can, you know, <laughs> flash you. <laughs> That's another great idea, though. Kanye and Cuddy are the new men in black guys. <laughs> It would be fun if there was just like a Kanye Cuddy YouTube channel where they did movie scenes. Fuck yeah. What else are they doing? Just get on it. Right? Like do Men in Black. Do, uh, I don't know. What's another movie? <laughs> uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Do that. Do Dudes Where My Car. Dude, where's my car? Do Hot Shots. Hot Shots. <laughs> Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah there you go there's two guys in that movie yeah could you imagine kanye was like brad pitt cuddy was edward norton love it love it batman versus superman yeah or just like batman and robin oh yeah we down for that thelma and louise thelma and louise i like it uh melvin and howard Howard the Duck. Nobody knows. Yeah, no. (laughs) There we go. Howard the Duck and that chick from Back to the Future. That's who that was? Isn't it? I think it is. I like to think that they could do Karate Kid. For sure. uh, Kanye is Mr. Miyagi, for sure. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) That's exactly what I was thinking. Okay. We could sit here all night doing this. Absolutely. And we will. And we will. Um, I don't know. Anything else on the topic? No. I mean, it is what it is. It's a bummer, but yeah. Just hoping Kanye pulls through. Kim too. Like they're both great. I hope they. And and it seems amicable too. Like they're gonna have joint custody. Like there doesn't seem to be like bad blood. Really, it really does just seem to be a case where they were each heading in a direction where it didn't work anymore. Yeah, and which. I mean, happens. I, I feel like there's a lot of people. I know that there's people I dated that if I knew them earlier or later, we would never have dated kind of thing. And it's just like we happened to connect at that time, but we were obviously very different people, which is why it didn't work out then. But it definitely would have worked out like now i I think that's just kind of the reality for a lot of people like you overlap for a period of time and in the best case scenario you continue to have uh that overlap and share your life but in a lot of cases the years change us yeah for better or for worse and even if two people improve over that time period it doesn't mean their relationship will improve in that time period yeah But yeah, there was just photos the other day of Kanye like with Psalm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, this was after the divorce stuff and it was just Kanye and Psalm hanging out. So <laughs> yeah, talking about like amicable. I think that's the huge silver lining is that this isn't some sloppy fallout that's devastating for everyone. Right. Um if there is going to be like a clean best case scenario for a bad situation, this seems to be 
the case and hopefully it stays that way yeah i guess at least compared to a lot of other celebrity breakups that seem really <laughs> contentious and terrible it yeah, was weren't they saying that like tom cruise hasn't seen like is it surrey in like years oh gosh really yeah Oof. yeah could be like that but it's not it's not so that's good but yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what's next. And of course, for more day to day updates on things, we have our YouTube channel, Watching the Throne slash Kanye podcast on YouTube. You can find us, and there we uh, cover more of the the breaking news. Yeah, and yeah, that's all we got for today, right? That's it. Okay, that's it. it and I have I'm gonna give the same message I always give. And I want everyone to do this, but I especially want Kanye to do, to do this. You need to please stay wavy. Yeah. And if there's one thing you can always kind of bring yourself back to, you're like, oh, I'm feeling a little lost. It's like, you know what? You just need to keep it loopy. Yeah. Which, you know, keeping it loopy, I do think is kind of keeping it the same as moving forward, you know? Because if you're going in a loop, just you're loopy still moving forward. It's just kind of looping absolutely that's the new catchphrase at the end of the show (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, i wanted to make a a loop a if you're looping you're like looping according to loop a Ah. this is good this is good stuff we'll we'll work on it yeah my record deal coming soon This is the last call for alcohol.